Yo! <laughs> Welcome to another episode of We Don't Have Time to Game Anymore. I'm your host, David, and Jay is there somewhere. Jay, are you still around? <laughs> I always say you're still around, like you've gone somewhere, but you are still here. Hello, Jay. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Yeah? What have you been up to this week, Jay Francis George? <laughs> I don't know if I want you to use my full name. <laughs> <laughs> People will be opening up credit cards in your name. <laughs> <laughs> anything exciting you want to share with the listeners or is it pretty um you know run-of-the-mill shit it's been pretty indoorsy because we've had snow in the uk which is a rarity everything grinds to a halt yeah but uk snow is like like in the us we we mean business when it comes to snow but uk snow is usually a few few flakes knocking around and it's like it's like it's acid on the ground or something no one goes anywhere you're saying that, but you want to look at the front page of the BBC where there's a picture of a crashed lorry. Not even joking. <laughs> it's always crashed lorries. I know that sounds harsh, but it's always crashed lorries. I suppose it is It is bad weather. David Fendelsky, no sympathy for crashed lorries. <laughs> I take it back. I take it back. Sorry. I, I, I apologize to all the crashed lorries. Someone could have died. Yeah, no, no, no. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. So crashed lorries. So it is serious then. Serious shit. Do people in the UK still get all panicky and start getting bread and milk? No, it's not. It's not got to that point yet. Although um, there was a warning that everyone should make sure that they're home before eight pm. I'm being serious. What would happen after eight pm? Chaos and murder. <laughs> it's, it's not the purge. It's not the purge. <laughs> the purge. <laughs> after eight o'clock, when there's snow, it's the only day, only night, only night of the year where the purge can happen. Do you want to know what I've been up to? What have you been up to? Um, I've been doing my taxes. Because in the US, everyone has to do, do their taxes. Waste of time. Gaming news. <laughs> in, this, in this week's news, um, Metal Gear Solid Survive released. What do you think about that, Jay? Uh, we talked about it the other week, didn't we? Yeah, what do you think? Well, we called it out back then. We said that it was a cash-in, and it clearly is because the reviews are awful. Let's start again. Just give me like one or two words <laughs> Okay. <laughs> like just a few words. Just a okay, few words. Right, okay. Cool. Yeah. You start news again. Gaming news. This week in the gaming news, Metal Gear Solid Survive released to much criticism. Um, <laughs> what do you think about that, Jay? <laughs> Kojima cashing laughing. Ghostbuster World was announced. It's basically Pokemon Go, but with Ghostbusters. I mean, who knows what that means? I don't know what it is. Jay's confused, so we're not very hopeful for the the success of that. The fighting game Injustice had new characters (laughs) with Ninja Turtles (laughs) making an appearance. I don't even know what Injustice is, and I think they're beating a dead horse there. Nintendo has announced a clothing line with Bloomingdale's. (laughs) (laughs) Nintendo fans were also furious (laughs) over the outdated Payday 2 version they got. What's Payday 2? There was also new games with gold. <laughs> there was also new games with gold. The only one I've heard of is Super Hot. What happened to Crazy Taxi? And that is today's <laughs> gaming news. <laughs> so, this is what I've been thinking about this week, Jay. I was walking down the street the other day and I was thinking to myself, what are the best gaming weapons that have ever been in the gaming world? Yep, I've got answers already. I looked at a list from IGN, good old IGN. They always have lists of everything of the best video game weapons. And I picked a few out, Jay. Can you believe it? And I want to get your input on what you think about these weapons. And we can just discuss them and reminisce 
about the weapons. Are you ready for the weapons? <laughs> I'm ready to reminisce. Remember, this is just ones that have caught my eye, like a glint. Basically anything that I've played, sort of. <laughs> the crowbar in Half-Life. Ah, oh, interesting. I thought you'd go with the gravity gun. That's, that's also in there. <laughs> that's lower down the list. Well, the crowbar's um, not quite as good as the gravity but the gun. The crowbar is, you know, is Gordon Freeman, right? You think crowbar, you think Gordon Freeman. Yeah, that's true. Is there any other game that you can think of that has a crowbar in? I'm sure there's one or two. I mean, Grand Theft Auto had everything, didn't it? But, like, you're on about the first person. Mm. Was it very effective? From what I remember, I just... I, I remember hitting those flying things in Half-Life 2. Do you remember they flied around you? It was pretty much just the flying things and crates. There was nothing yeah, else, crates. Was there? there was a lot of crates. It was mostly crates, let's be fair. So my question to you, Jay, is... We always like to put a spin on, on the gaming news and the gaming questions that we have. What could you use a crowbar for in real life? <laughs> have you ever used a crowbar? It's not something you... I don't even own a crowbar. It's I, not something you know I have it's weird. I feel like I've used it, but it's probably just in the game. It's all in your mind, right? You think mm. you've used a crowbar. Like, to me, the only use of a crowbar is probably just breaking into places, right? You always see it on, on um, movies and stuff. When they break into houses, a lot of them use crowbars. Yeah, it's a pretty crude murder weapon as well. Yeah, it could be a murder weapon. I mean, what I'm thinking, if I was to use a crowbar now, if I had a crowbar and someone said, make good use of this, mm. I suppose, you know, like Freeman did, opening up crates seems a very good use of a crowbar. Yeah, where are you going to find a crate? There's no crates <laughs> around. But it's... but I would probably open it <laughs> open it a different way than Freeman. Freeman just bashes it until it opens. Like, I don't think that's the most, e- that's the easiest way to do it. Yeah, it's pretty I would think, feeble crates as well that just break yeah. after two bashes. That's not realistic, is it? Who's creating these crates? They need to... Well, they're making them out of bamboo. <laughs> My mum. If she is, she'd be a very, very wealthy woman. <laughs> <laughs> Why? They just crumble. That yeah, but they're, make but, sense. but they're everywhere, though, Who aren't wants they? them? They're, they're everywhere. Well, Freeman's party. So crowbar, good for opening crates. What about the bionic arm from the Biocommand series? <laughs> also good for opening crates. <laughs> so if you had a bionic arm, you know, I, I, we played it briefly, I remember. I remember you downloaded like a, yeah. a Biocommand a bio game. Do you remember I downloaded it accidentally on my boss's credit card? <laughs> do, you, do you remember that? And I, had to, <laughs> I accidentally had his credit card saved in my, um, my kind of autofill details. <laughs> And uh, it went through as a purchase on Xbox Gold. I had to tell him because it would have appeared on his his bill, his bio commander. <laughs> I love um, I love the the image of him looking at his bill, going, "Oh, you know, copy paper, laptop, meal, uh, bio commander." <laughs> <laughs> Was there any way you could have said? Could you have positioned bio commander as an office purchase? Like, what could it have been? Is it? <laughs> it could be portrayed. For training his arm. <laughs> for what? What? What was his job? For handshakes. For handshakes. <laughs> what a lazy salesman! If he had to get a bionic arm. So Jay's boss, if you're out there, um, we we want your feedback on on the bio commander purchase. Also, we never really played it, so it's a complete waste of your money. We played it for about five minutes. Imagine how efficient shopping would be. You just like really quickly grab everything off the shelf. Just like, just, <laughs> it would probably make just, a mess. Just swipe, just swipe it into your basket really fast. Just swipe the whole top shelf. 
<laughs> it's like going everywhere, spilling over into, into the aisle. <laughs> okay, um, the laptop gun in Perfect Dark. It's kind of like a proximity mine, really, if you think about it. Uh, what? So, yeah, if you get close to it... Yeah, it fucks you up. Do you see any practical uses for a laptop gun? Well, I mean, they're pretty relevant to today's society. Laptops are? I, I tell you what, if you want to get a gun into the US or something, if you have a laptop gun, get it through security. I feel like we're like... Um, <laughs> we're we preaching to terrorists or something. This is how you get guns in the US. You <laughs> have you heard of Perfect Dark? <laughs> That's your blueprint. That's what you need to do. The laptop gun. It's not yet been invented, but that's what you need to do. The Lancer. The laptop gun's gone. So the Lancer, Gears of War, a gun with a chainsaw on. Um, An iconic gun in your mind? I think it is iconic. I think it's probably the most iconic thing about Gears of War. Hmm. Well, it's not a subtle gun, though, is it? So no. I'm not sure how much mileage you would get out of that. And you can see practical uses, is it? You know, if you've got a bit of shrubbery in the back garden, <laughs> bring out your lancer. Pretty tough shrubbery you got in that garden. You, you can go door to door and make a living. <laughs> It'd be pretty. You knock on the door, a little old lady comes out. <laughs> <laughs> I see you got some shrubs back there. <laughs> Let me sort out with this. She's expecting like a, just some like normal shears or something. <laughs> then you bring out you the lancer. Cut her down. <laughs> you cut her down. <laughs> She opens the door. Can I help you? <laughs> Efficiency, wow. though, right, Jake? Because then, like, you, you just go. <laughs> I noticed on your show notes, Dave, you've got video games equals violence. <laughs> what do video games make you do? They make you cut down old ladies with lances. <laughs> <laughs> but you'd still do the back garden as well, so, you know. Every cloud? You wouldn't have. Yeah, she'd have a great garden at the end. <laughs> she'd be in pieces on the. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the police come to look at the body. <laughs> great garden, though. <laughs> great garden, though. Great landscaper. She wouldn't. She wouldn't have time to appreciate it, would she? To be <laughs> Maybe a split second while you. Maybe you get to turn around. <laughs> have a look at what I've done to your garden. <laughs> it's gonna be dark now. I think you it should move on. The plasma grenade in Halo. So f- for all those who don't know what the plasma <laughs> grenade is, it's a grenade that, that you chuck and it sticks to someone and they blow up. Very satisfying, right? To, to hit someone with that. And they're like, mm. they, they've got like a brief three seconds where they know they're fucked. Like when you're, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like you get hit with that plasma grenade and you know you're fucked. I, th- I think you should find um, someone you don't like, then throw it in their face and shout <laughs> you're fucked. <laughs> That same, that same granny. That same granny. Hello, took your fuck. I can't discuss it. Is that the only practical use? If you can call that practical use. I think we should stay away from the granny. I I just like I'll stick I'll stick with my uh someone I don't like at school or something, throw it in their face and then say count to three, they start counting, and before they finish I say you're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> but then they might do, like any plasma gra- grenade veteran will know if you're fucked for that three minutes, you need to take them down to you to fuck you, don't you? You need to like really jump in their path to take them down. Okay, so we're going to throw it at them from a distance. 
<laughs> and then and then get a loudspeaker, a big microphone. Yeah, get a megaphone and scream you fuck. <laughs> you fuck. <laughs> and there's nothing you can do about it. No, you can't do anything. You're gone. You're gone. But any real practical uses for the plasma grenade? What about um you know, this doesn't happen very often. You find old mines from World War II knocking around. You say that. They found a few in London the other, the other week. Did they? Yeah, some... Well, not mines, but um, like unexploded bombs. They had to close a train station or something. They could have, you know, kept a safe distance, chucked that plasma grenade and shouted, you know, you're fucked. <laughs> I don't know why they got it. It's just, it seems, it seems very um, apt well, to say it's that. It's a thing now. Yeah, it's a thing now. Okay. The golden gun. Do you know what the golden gun is? In Goldeneye, there was a it's, gun that was golden, yeah. and... It was a gun. One shot kill. Okay. The downside is you had to reload after every bullet, so it would take a bit of time to reload. Again, I think, uh, similar to the plasma grenade, it would be good for a, an enemy. <laughs> a lot of these are good for arch <laughs> well, well, you are talking about weapons here, so... Yeah, that's true. But I was trying to... I was, see, that's the thing. I was trying to take the, the weapons and think of, of goodness that could come out of them. Like weapons for good. What in the game? You're talking, talking about a, gun, a golden gun that kills someone <laughs> in one shot. What good are you going to do with that? Take down a dictator. Um, what about like uh, knock a co- on this show, but... knock a coconut out out the tree or something? <laughs> it was an extreme way to get a coconut. Can't you do that with a rock? You, you don't need a golden gun, do you? No, but you look. Um... You'd look cool. <laughs> <laughs> Go down beaches and <laughs> you get a golden gun out and just blow it up. <laughs> You've just reminded me, Dave, you've just reminded me, in the news section I forgot to mention, that uh, my mum is trying to force me to get a Nintendo Switch. So what a mum that is. And force it, you should be biting her hand off. Yeah, but as you know, we don't have much time to game on this show. Doesn't matter, but the Switch the switch has portability. Yeah, yeah. So, it's good news for our listeners, because it means I might be able to talk about some Switch games. <laughs> yeah, that is true. And then the last two weapons... Okay, first of all, Cerebral Bore. Do you know what that is, Jay? I remember that. What was that off? Was that, oh, that was Chirok, wasn't yep. it? Chirok 2. Yeah. Do you know what it was? Can you remember what the Cerebral Bore did? It was like a kind of tracking device. It was a gun that shot this tracking thing Yep. that uh, buried into your cerebral, so your brain. Yep. And, um, and then it kind of like span about and dug and <laughs> your brain exploded this is this is sounding like your fucked we- weapon <laughs> yeah <laughs> this is gra- grandma better stand, watch out <laughs> stand far away a large cerebral bore <laughs> get ready with your megaphone yeah have the golden gun on standby just in case they do try to retaliate one shot kill yeah. Yeah, and, and like with the golden gun as well. I mean, if if your nemesis happens to be under a, a coconut tree, I hear there's a stat that a lot of people get killed by um, coconuts falling. Probably, <laughs> Probably more people than sharks or some something like that. You know. Yeah, there's a stat like that. I mean, sounds familiar. People would question your choice of judgment if instead of shooting someone with the golden gun, you went for the long con and you you shot the coconut that was above their head. You could maybe claim accident, and you might not get you might not get done for it. There you go, insurance for um, your gun exploits. And the last gun I wanted to mention is the one you mentioned at the beginning, one of my favourite guns, the gravity gun. Mm-hmm. Tell me about the gravity gun, Jay. Okay, so this is probably the only gun I can think of that you've mentioned that actually might have some use for good. 
So the gravity gun was something that you could use to move stuff, basically, right? From like anything from boxes to like <laughs> like blades, right? There was like those little round blades that you could like <laughs> what, flick. What, yeah, them. why does it have to turn to um, destructive use? No, I'm just saying what what the the, the gun was used for in Half Life. Yeah, in Half Life, but we're talking yeah. about possible nice uses of the gun. So my nice use for good would be um, stacking shelves. <laughs> I mean, it would be a bit of a come down for the the gravity gun. That's pretty boring. I thought you were going to say <laughs> something like picking up Violet or I don't know. <laughs> no, stacking shelves. You'd be very efficient. You could you could do all the top ones, the bottom ones. <laughs> You'd be very. You'd be on minimum wage, but <laughs> <laughs> you use the gravity gun to do the minimum <laughs> wage job. But by heck, you'd do it well, though, wouldn't you? You'd be employee of the month. Let's <laughs> talk about that. Every picture is you smiling with your gravity gun. Like, <laughs> I think you need to conceal it, though. I, I think I don't think you, you'd be able to like show it off. You'd we'd probably be like, I'll close the door behind me, and I'll just I'll rearrange these shelves in room yeah. A, and then they close the door, and, you, and then you open it five seconds later, and it's all done. You couldn't show them because then they get jealous and they try and take a gun. You could be every now and again. You, Everyone, close your eyes. Close your eyes. <laughs> Yeah, and if they open them too soon, then I'll grab them by the gravity gun and throw them out the window. (laughs) (laughs) While they're falling to their death, I'll throw a sticky grenade on them and shut you (laughs) back. Maybe you could help, like, earthquake survivors or something, like, lift rubble. Yeah, that would be good. You'd be, like, the helper that everyone gets in, right? Uh, You probably need to conceal the weapon again before you... (laughs) And destroy and destroy anyone who saw the secret. Yeah. Just throw them out the window. <laughs> You're fucked. So this is the next section of the show where we talk about a review of a brief game. David reviews Firewatch. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. I've been playing the game that is probably as old as my nan. No, she's it's not that old. But it's been a few years and I, I recently downloaded because it was in the sale. You know us, listeners. We always like to find a good sale. I played Firewatch. Good things, listeners. It's very much a story-driven game, so there's no actual real enemies. It's more of like a, uh, almost like a Walking Dead um, Telltale game where there's like options for. Is it anything like um, Gone Home? We both played Gone Home, didn't we? Yeah, it's like an exploration game. Um, it's all about the relationship you have. You're a firewatchman. Your wife actually has dementia something like that and you go to become a fire watchman and then you 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 um form a relationship with your your like i suppose manager through your walkie-talkie and like strange shit happens and the writing is really well done the graphics are an interesting style they're very nice and it's a bit creepy at times there's a bit a few unsettling scenes and but i would recommend it for the story alone it was really enjoyable how brief is it because that's the question in my mind I would say you could do it in about four or five hours. So longer than Little Nightmares? I would say longer than Little Nightmares. The only thing I would say is I found the build-up in the story, um, the ending wasn't as as good as I thought it would have been. It was mm-hmm. They made it out to be it was going to be better than it was, and I didn't quite feel like it was, if that makes sense. And that is our Firewatch review! Video games equals violence. This is what I'm afraid Trump said, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm not just making this shit up. Trump said via CNN on Twitter, I'm hearing more and more people say 
the level of violence on video games is really shaping young people's thoughts. I almost thought we had uh, him as a guest then. <laughs> he always makes time in his calendar for the um, I don't have time to get game anymore <laughs> podcast. <laughs> They're going, oh yeah, we've, uh, we've got an important meeting with the United Nations. He's like, delay it. Cancel, delay it. I've got to meet the boys. <laughs> What are your thoughts on that, Jay? I mean, like, it's the age of... I mean, the amount of times I've heard this whenever anything, you know, it's... So the problem is, is that this is a classic couch psychiatrist kind of thing where... Who doesn't play any games. Yeah, it's like me saying, hmm, I think um, Barbie dolls make little boys gay if they play with Barbie dolls. It's just just some kind of... heroin is bad. Yeah, well, it is bad. (laughs) (laughs) We haven't done it, so we don't know, do we, really? Basically, it's all bollocks. They haven't played games, and they're just like, yeah. oh, they look. They look, They might look at like a an image of like Grand Theft Auto. Or Grand Theft Auto always seems to get battered when, yeah. when stuff this comes up. Oh, this is how people. You know, how many how many crimes have you committed, Jay? A big fat zero. I haven't even done any petty thievery. I haven't even. Petty thievery. Even the dark ages. Petty thievery. No, but you know, like some people, they get kicks out of I don't know stealing a Freddo from a shop. <laughs> no one will know what a Freddo is. Yeah, but some people get kicks out of stealing from supermarkets and things. I've never even done that. I'm a good boy. It's bollocks. The one thing I will concede is that this is me being a couch psychologist. I can maybe conceive of the possibility that it accentuates certain things. So, um, I don't know, maybe if you have a really bad family background and uh, video games is a way of escaping then maybe it can exacerbate violent thoughts or if, if you're predisposed to violence through having a bad family background but my point being is even me saying this is complete bollocks without any kind of research you're right i'd like for him to lay down some empirical evidence that's what i'd like to say so I think we're all about the empirical evidence on this show, and we, we want to get some research on the cards. So I've got a list of games for you, Jay. <laughs> and this is like a Pavlov dogs experiment. I'm going to shout various games at you, and I want to know what your first thought is when you when I say these games. Okay. And then we can say the research has been done. Like if I say a game and you say kill everyone. This is empirical evidence. <laughs> <laughs> it is empirical evidence. Okay. Is there a scientific um, feeling about the environment you're in? It feels very clinical. I feel like this is a real test. Okay, this is it now. This is it. If Trump's listening, this is it. This is the definitive research. Definitive research that you need to come out tomorrow and say, I've heard some definitive research. (laughs) Trump calls a news conference. (laughs) I've been on the show and uh, I've changed my mind because they did some empirical research on that. (laughs) I've changed my mind. Okay, research time. Serious. Mario. Jump in. Half Life. (laughs) Gonna be fast today. Crowbar. Tomb Raider. Guns. Halo. Three seconds to the effect. Batman. Cape. Clover. Fingers. Left for Dead. (laughs) Dead. Bioshock. Cock. (laughs) Portal. Holes. We sports. <laughs> we need this empirical research. Trump is listening. <laughs> Keep going. Guitar hero. Fingering. <laughs> Journey. Sand. 
And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> the empirical <laughs> research has been completed. If I don't mistake you, I don't think there was many much violence in, in your answers. Now, David, just to make sure that the empirical evidence is complete, because we know there are flukes sometimes. Right. I need to throw the game back at you. You're a very thorough man, Jay. I know Trump would want it. <laughs> Screaming at the podcast, what about the second round of trials? <laughs> you ready? Yep, I'm ready. Shout some names. Ape Escape. Monkeys. Dance Dance Revolution. Tap Dancing. Goldeneye. Odd Job. Time Splitters. Gears of War. Uncharted. Treasure Chests. (laughs) Treasure Chests. (laughs) He's back, Sean Connery. (laughs) I got resurrected for Uncharted. Uncharted 5. (laughs) Connery years. (laughs) <laughs> Octopus Dad <laughs> um, Mess <laughs> World of Goo Sticky Luigi's Mansion Sucking Warrior Within <laughs> Metal Gear Solid Hiding Research Concluded <laughs> Trump Conference <laughs> Now Now <laughs> So, everyone, I want to take everything back. I've got some egg on my face. When you go, will you send me a letter to Kojima? (laughs) So this is a new section, a new section in our show, everyone. We've we've can't explain that game for the time being. And we've introduced uh, a new game where we write letters to um, famous gaming celebrities or gaming people or companies or whatever and ask them for a job. <laughs> <laughs> and today's, today's employer is Hideo, is it Hideo? Kojima, the creator of Metal Gear Solid. And me and Jay are going to take it in turns to write this letter to kojima in hope that he will we're going to send it to him if we get the address right and we're going to send <laughs> who knows his address <laughs> we're going to try and we're going to try and work it out on this show from common knowledge and we're going to send him a letter and we'll see what sort of response we get back are you game jay watch out kojima the premise of this game is we're going to write a letter to kojima asking for a <laughs> we job we know that <laughs> we know that <laughs> and how are we going to write happen, it? What's going to happen is, how we're going to write it is, we're going to do the draft live on the show. Well, I say live, but it's going to be live. And me and Jay are going to take it in turns. So I'll say a sentence, and then Jay will say the next sentence, and then I'll say the next sentence, and we'll go on until we come to a natural ending of the letter. Are you with me, Jay? <laughs> I am with you. Let's make this job opportunity happen. Remember, first impressions count. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Kojima, I would very much like (laughs) to have a word with you. (laughs) Full stop. (laughs) God. I've been thinking about this for a very long time, comma. Not just me and you, but but something a bit more in the job world. Full stop. I know you're always looking for collaborators. What do you say? If me, you, and Remus... Norman Reedus. Remus. Remus. 
if me, you and Remus, readers, get together and have a beer and knock some ideas around. We think that you're running low on ideas. <laughs> Since you were sadly fired from Konami <laughs> and and rumors have it fired by Remus. <laughs> <laughs> Please think of your long-term career plans, <laughs> which are sadly a bit shit at the moment, because you're limiting your potential to Japanese porn. <laughs> when do you think you'll be in town? <laughs> to chat shit and get fucked Yours forevermore, Kajomi. <laughs> Brackets. I don't have time to game anymore. <laughs> P.S. I love you. <laughs> so there we have it, ladies and gentlemen. We will be sending Kajomi <laughs> to very letter. Um. So when we put the letter in the envelope, we need to write an address on the front, as you do with letters. No, I don't think we should send that letter. I honestly don't. So we are going to send the letter to this address, Mr. Hideo Kojima. <laughs> Shibuya. Somewhere in Japan. <laughs> the Kojima district. <laughs> Red light end. <laughs> Tokyo. <laughs> T-O-K. <laughs> Y-O-H. Japan. Asia. <laughs> okay, so that's what we're going to send um, Kojima. And, um, fingers crossed, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> fingers crossed, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so we, we get an offer. Yeah. If we get any sort of response, we will let you know. And we'll open it live on it. <laughs> <laughs> I think okay. that section's done. <laughs> so to finish the show, Jay, I wanted to say, I've, I've heard some sad, sad, there's a sad news in the news, in the news. Yeah. You know to- Toys R Us, right? Yeah. Is it in the, even in the US, though? I don't know. Is it in the US? Yeah, it's in the US. Guess what, guess what happened, Jay? I don't believe this. Well, according to the show notes, it's closed. 200 stores are closing in Toys R Us. They're closing 200 stores. So I think it was only, you know, Toys R Us also sells games. So I think I think it was only appropriate to um, show a bit of respect to Toys R Us. And I want you to sing the Toys R Us theme tune. I'm only asking, Jay, as a um, sign of respect for the Toys R Us and, and everything is done for the, for the people. Would you like me to start the, the festivities, the respecting of the Toys R Us? Okay, I'll go first. Count me in, Jay. Three, two, one. Oh, there's millions of Jeffries oh, running down roof, running down the road, running down the road. It's called Toys R Us, Toys R Us, Toys R Us. Okay. That's it, though. You've not left me with anything. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to lose you, Toys R Us. And I'm afraid on that sad note, it's the end of the show. We'll see you next week. And it's bye-bye from me, David. Bye-bye from me, Jay.